Hugh Van Kylenberg hangs up the phone. He's been speaking to his very pregnant wife, who's struggling at home without him. He's exhausted too, after days and days of back-to-back presentations. Oh, and the air conditioning's not working. Needless to say, Hugh's not feeling his best going into the presentation he has to deliver that day. But a couple of minutes into his speech, he spots a boy in the middle of the audience and something clicks. So how does Hugh van Kylenberg, founder of the Resilience Project and host of the Imperfects podcast, and someone who regularly speaks to audiences in the thousands, connect in with his why on days where he's just not feeling it. My name is Dr. Amantha Imber. I'm an organisational psychologist and the founder of behavioural science consultancy Inventium. And this is How I Work, a show about how to help you do your best work. On today's My Favourite Tip episode, we go back to an interview from the past and I pick out my favourite tip from the interview. In today's show, I speak with Hugh, and when I had him on How I Work, he had just had a shockingly stressful morning. So I wanted to know how he gets in the zone when he needs to perform. I mean, I I built the Resilience Project. It started off doing presentations in primary schools because I was a primary school teacher and I thought I can do good presentations to primary school kids. That's my an audience I'm used to and I know how to engage them. And so that's how it started, going to primary schools. And it, it, it grew so – well, I was going to say so quickly. It didn't grow so quickly, but it got to a point after a few years where I was doing four or five one-hour presentations a day to huge audiences. So I'd go – like, it was ridiculous. I just couldn't say no because I'd had two years where no one was interested. The, the thought of saying no to people, it just was so – I was I'm not doing that. I'm just going to say yes to everyone. And I would say 90% of the presentations I did, I turned up in a mood of just, I can't do this. I've just got nothing here. Um, but I, there was no method or anything I did. It is my favorite thing in the world to do. I know it's a weird thing, but public speaking is, I just love it ever since I was a kid at school. Well, that's not true. Primary school, it terrified me. But in secondary school, I, I looked for opportunities to do it because I just loved it. So I think I, I'd, I'd often start... I'd get up on stage in front of, I don't know, um, what was the last one I did? We got a, we're so up in Cairns a few weeks ago, we, we had all these schools bust into the, the Performing Arts Centre in Cairns. So it was about 2,500 um, nine to 12-year-olds were coming in. And um, it was the third one for the day. It was so hot, the air conditioning had stopped working in this. And it was Cairns. It was so hot. <laughs> And I'd been on the phone to my wife. We'd been chatting about stuff with our kids. She was having a really rough time. She's very pregnant. And I felt so bad that I wasn't at home. I just, I was, I was so down to myself going, I shouldn't have done this. I should, should be at home with Penny and the kids. And as I'm on the phone, I'm watching all these kids just walking into the hall. Um, and I, I, I didn't do anything. I think it was about probably two or three minutes in. I just saw a kid who was sort of, um, he wasn't near the front. He was kind of sitting in the middle somewhere. And I just looked at him and I remember thinking, my gosh, I don't know what this kid's story is, but he clearly needs this right now. And I kind of, in my head, was thinking, you're presenting for this kid. Um, and there's 2,500 kids here. Maybe he's the only one who will get something out of this, but he needs this right now. And it, it, But it, I didn't, there was nothing I did consciously to go, come on, switch on, you need to. I got up there begrudgingly, to be honest. I hope the people in Kansas don't hear me say this, but I was like, I can't. I don't have the energy for this. But then I saw this one kid and, and you never know. This is the thing about podcasting, which you probably find, you never know the impact you're having. I don't think you really know 
I mean, there's sometimes I bump into people who say, oh, I've listened to every episode and I needed this so much in my life. And I, if I didn't bump into them, I wouldn't have known that. So I think sometimes it helps to remind yourself of the people who potentially, you know, I, I've been, I've been going back many years. I, 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 um, I was much younger when I started it and I did have more energy naturally. I noticed now as a 42-year-old that it's uh, it can take it. <laughs> it's it's a young person's game, I think, public speaking at that volume. But but for me, I, I think it's just trying to identify. Are you, I, I think it. I, do you know what it is? I'm just I'm I'm stumbling around my answer a bit here. But I think it's I think it's coming back to your why, like why you're doing it. Um, because for me, my why is to help people to feel happier. And I think no matter how exhausted I am or whatever day I've had, I'm very connected with my why, like why I'm doing this. And I think. I didn't think to myself, come on, you, what's your why? Why are you doing this? But I saw a kid who looked like they just needed it so desperately. There was a 10-year-old who had tears streaming down their face, you know, like, and that's a, a big thing for a 10-year-old to do in front of all their peers. And I just remember thinking that kid's why I'm here today. Like, that, that's, that's, you know, that got me through that presentation. So I guess it's a strong connection with your why. I think it's interesting what you say about your why and – that really shines through in your work that, that I've seen of your work, that you are very connected to it. And I feel connected to my why, but I still have many moments and days and engagements where I'll be doing speaking or something that requires me to be in a certain state and I'll just be so in my own head and focused on me and not on the audience. So practically speaking, how, how do you stay in touch with your why? when, you know, mentally you're, you're struggling? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I think sometimes I, I, I have to be honest, I don't always do it. I, I had a corporate presentation for a group of people. I won't say where they're from, but before that, I, so I got there at six in the morning because they were finishing night shift and they'd been working since 10 at night <clears throat> and they were um, a group of tradies. And one of them said to me, as I was about to start, he said, how long does this go for, mate? And I said, oh, it's an hour. And he said, do it in half an hour. And he just like walked <laughs> off. Another guy walked past and said, I just so no, I'm going to be sleeping through this. Um, and another guy, I can't repeat the language, but another guy, that was, it was just, and I just thought, I, d- I, don't want, I don't want to do this. Like, I just don't want to be here. And I, I got, it was awful. Like, the, it went for an hour. It felt like three hours for me. Um, and it was, and there was no point where I was thinking, come on, get in touch with your why. Why are you doing this? You're trying to help someone. I just, I'm sure there were people there who, in fact, I know there were people there who needed it and by the end were benefiting from it, but I was just thinking the whole time. I just don't want to do this. So there are times and I, I don't want to make it sound like every time I get up and perform, it's like I'm in touch with my why no matter what, I, I can get through this. There are times when I, I, I really struggle as well. I, there's a thing I do, I've noticed a lot, which again, it's, it's a subconscious thing. I never deliberately sat down and went, this is a good thing to do. But before I present, I'll often um, watch the people come in and I'll watch their body language and I'll try and identify people that I think they're going to really enjoy it or really need it and really benefit from it. And I sort of focus on them because it's very easy to focus on people. I mean, I don't know how relatable this is for people who don't present, but you will see some people come in and you can tell from the start they just don't want to be there. They've been, this, is, this is with work, you know, corporate stuff. They've been told they have to do it and you can see them, their body language and, and just going, what is this about? And why am I listening to this guy? Why am I going to listen to this guy? But then you can also see people walk in who, who you just know desperately need it. And so I will focus on them. Um, before I get up and I'll, I'll just think this is for, yeah, I think I often in my head, I'm almost like dedicating it to, to a group of people in the audience that I know will need it. I mean, it's a little bit different when I'm doing the big sort of shows around the country. That's, I can't see anyone. It's like, 
but everyone's bought tickets to that, so I'm assuming they want to be there. So I'm I'm pretty happy that <laughs> I feel okay with that. But but I think it's I think it's just I'll identify people that really need it, I guess. Well, I think need it. If you like this excerpt with my chat from Hugh, you might want to go back and listen to the full interview, which you can find a link to in the show notes. If you're looking for more tips to improve the way that you work, I write a short fortnightly newsletter that contains three cool things that I've discovered that help me work better, ranging from software and gadgets that I'm loving through to interesting research findings. You can sign up for that at howiwork.co. That's howiwork.co. Thank you for sharing part of your day with me by listening to How I Work. If you're keen for more tips on how to work better, connect with me via LinkedIn or Instagram. I'm very easy to find. Just search for Amantha Imber. How I Work was recorded on the traditional land of the Wurundjeri people, part of the Kulin Nation. I am so grateful for being able to work and live on this beautiful land, and I want to pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. How I Work is produced by Inventium with production support from Deadset Studios. And thank you to Martin Nimba who did the audio mix and makes everything sound better than it would have otherwise.